Welcome to Powered, Powered by, by Magic, where we discuss topics surrounding magic and common or not so common questions. Let's take this journey together. Hi, I'm Tatiana. And I'm Sylvia. And we are coming to you from Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> we invite you to conjure up a broom and ride with us. Now we want to ask you, help us by asking us your questions. Yes, please. We would love to hear. Yeah, we really need your questions to continue. We're probably getting a little boring to you to hear this each time if you're listening to us regularly, but we have to plug that. We really yeah. could use it. We want to get into our next season soon and we want to change some formats up, but we need your help. Yeah. All right. How are you today? I'm doing great today. I feel very alert. Oh, good. Which is uncommon when we start. I always feel kind of foggy and kind of like slow. And mm -hmm. But today I feel very alert. Of course, we're starting earlier too, so maybe that helps. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd share some kitty stuff, which we're going to be hearing them in the background because they're still energetic as well. Mm. I have some springs for my little boy, Bichet, and he loves them so much. <laughs> that that is what I'm going to use today to distract him if he starts you know if they start playing together in a not so great way mm -hmm. and I've also been able to let the kitties stay out during the week every day I tried a little bit longer when I go to work they can actually be together all day and he doesn't have to be up in the craft room yay yeah so he's not locked up all day and the only time he gets locked up is at night so that he can rest i can rest to be more specific <laughs> and he's great with it i mean i give him treats and he has a huge room and he has all toys so don't think i'm you know punishing him in any way guys um <laughs> he's spoiled rotten he really is <laughs> they've been doing that also he's official he has a collar and he has a cute little kitty tag it's Aww. literally in the shape of a kitty cat. I thought that was so adorable. Oh, that's cute. So he has a tag. He's official. The other thing that is going on for me is last night I tried to put on my iPod and I hadn't used it in quite some time. It gave me so much trouble. It was so frustrating. It looked like I wasn't going to be able to use it. Oh, no. It just kept asking me for my uh, password for iCloud and I would put it in and I knew it was right. It just said, no there's a problem didn't say it was the wrong password just said there's a problem you know try again later if you want I had to totally reboot the total thing and it finally it works now thank oh good but I had to reboot it completely start all fresh oh, that was a pain in the neck but the only other thing I'd like to share that's kind of exciting for me is there's an app I use called insight timer mm -hmm. and it has all sorts of meditations and maybe even some classes i don't know mm -hmm. i use the sleep meditations because i have a hard time getting off to sleep and staying asleep yeah well i discovered one that's almost two hours long oh wow and it's fantastic he starts out with the normal kind of thing but in a i think a slightly different manner he kind of does this echo thing as it goes along and it's sort of that subliminal messaging in the background that hypnotherapy kind of thing oh uh-huh i just thought about this morning part of my reason for feeling so alert and getting my makeup on and prepping for something that nobody's going to see um <laughs> i think it's partly because and i also was energetic i went and worked out yesterday oh wow with my friend i was excited about that 
I'll just say right off the bat here, it was horrible in the sense that I am so out of shape. It's pathetic. I was embarrassed. Mm. It was so bad. But that's okay. I'm going to keep going. Anyway, so this insight timer sort of meditation thing, I really think is causing me with some of the messaging he does to feel these things, to feel better about myself. You know, he in the beginning says he's going to say some things that are going to make you feel more courageous and, you know, all this stuff. Oh, cool. And so I really actually think it's working. I had had one that was for losing weight, and that one actually worked as well when I used it way back when. That's what's going on with me. How about you? Not a whole lot. Um, Well, actually, I just got evaluated my first part of my evaluation for ADHD. That was very nerve-wracking for me. But now I have to wait for packets from my dad and a friend of mine that will go back to the doctor. And then about seven to 10 days after that, he should have a diagnosis for me. That's exciting and nerve-wracking. I'm hoping to go back to school. Yeah, and that's going to help you with that. Yeah, accommodations would be nice. Sure. The other thing is, is I'm kind of excited about is I have my game ESO that I play and they're coming out with a new expansion. Oh. Yeah, so a whole new land, a whole new island to explore and play and a whole new bunch of storylines. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I know what it's like. I mean, I don't game, as you well know, but I have the Animal Crossing, Mm -hmm. and they did this whole new packet, which was a gift for me for Christmas. I haven't got in there yet, but I was getting bored with Animal Crossing. I understand your excitement because now they're adding some. So I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, Yeah. All right. I just said we aren't going to use the word all right, and guess what I just did? (laughs) Moving on, let's go to Sylvia for our god or goddess of the week. Yes. Today's goddess is Athena. Her title is the Greek goddess of warfare, mathematics, handicrafts, wisdom, and philosophy. Her description is she is a stern-looking woman with a helmet and a long chitin, Often with a spear or aegis, which an aegis is a spear, or I mean a shield. What's a chitin? It's a robe. Oh, it's okay. the um, robes that the Greeks wore. Oh, okay. Duties, watches over Athens, leads soldiers on the battlefield, is a patron of metal workers and helps forge armor and weapons, watches over those that use intelligence instead of just strength in war. A lineage, usually said to be only Zeus's child. There are still myths that have Metis as her mother. Either way, it has her spring from Zeus's head. Interesting. That's a very, very interesting story. She has too many siblings to list. (laughs) That would be very boring. (laughs) She has no children of her own, but adopted Erichthonius of Athens as her son. I'm always impressed when you say those names so well. (laughs) I never seem to get it right. You do a really great job. Oh, thank you. And the story. The story of Arachne has us starting with the titular character as a weaving student of Athena. Arachne soon decides that her weaving skill outshines even that of the goddess Athena as a weaver. 
Athena gives her a chance to stop her silliness by coming to her as an old woman and telling her not to offend the gods. Arachne rejects the old woman and wants to have a contest with Athena. At the contest, Athena chooses to weave a scene of her victory over Poseidon, as well as the 12 Olympian gods defeating those that challenge their authority. Arachne, on the other hand, went the other way and did a tapestry of the gods' broken promises, like Zeus being unfaithful to Hera with numerous women. Athena acknowledged that the tapestry that Arachne made was without mistakes, but the subjects that Arachne chose outraged her. Athena destroyed Arachne's tapestry and then struck Arachne with her staff four times. Arachne hung herself in misery. It was very sad. Yeah. Athena, in her own sadness, brought Arachne back, but as a spider. Yay. You chose this just for me, didn't you? No, I didn't. (laughs) I'm phobic of spiders. Yeah. It was the one big myth that Athena is, one of the big myths that Athena is known for. It's very interesting, actually. It's just kind of funny. (laughs) Interesting facts. Athena was originally an Aegean palace goddess. It is generally thought that Athena got her name from Athens and not the other way around. Athena had many names, each symbolizing a different aspect of her power. Her symbols are owls, spears, olive trees, helmets, armor, aegis, which is a shield, like I said earlier, and snakes. Oh. Now it's time for the superstition. Okay, I thought I would start with the superstition of 1111, which was very difficult to research, actually, but I think I came up with some information here. No one is sure where it originated. Here are some interesting thoughts about what is associated with the superstition and some of the why behind it. The number 1111 is also known as an angel number, and it has many differing significances to varying people. Brides, for example, believe that the 11th day of the 11th month is a lucky day to be wed, perhaps even to go so far as having the ceremony at 11.11 a.m. Some say if you see 11.11 on a clock, you should make a wish, or that you should take into account who is around you or what is passing through your life. What you are doing when you see the number 1111 bears significance on events to come. Also, seeing this number can suggest that you are on the right path in whatever you are doing. People looking for or who are in love believe seeing 1111 implies that they are going to meet their soulmates or are currently with them. The number 11 aspect represents the soul of two who are soulmates, like that of twin flames. 1111 denotes qualities such as unity, love, intimacy, loyalty, truthfulness. In these traits, they mirror each other in the values of love. Hmm. There's a progression that happens from the number one. In marriage, it goes something like one plus one equals two, and then the two become one, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. In tarot, the second card labeled as number one is the magician. He has already started his journey and is ready to take the next step because he has all the tools he needs to move forward. As he moves on, all things will grow and be revealed to him. As you can see, a great amount of power is put on the number one. Mm-hmm. 
Ultimately, whether there is truth in this belief as being supernatural for phenomenon, or if it's merely a subconscious awareness of the mind sorting out what is important to see or not, is up to you to decide. Whichever the case may be, both seem to agree on the possible meanings of it, which can be the following. A new journey has started. You have met or are with your twin flame slash soulmate. That you are waking up in a spiritual manner. And also be very deliberate about what you are thinking, positive or negative. Repeating the number one twice equals a master number, 11. Repeating it four times, 1111, is considered to be an angel number. And those who follow numerology believe that there is a significant power within this combination. Interesting. Let's move on to talismans and charms. Excellent. This is Earth and North Magic. And I have a couple of definitions here from Merriam-Webster for, for talisman and amulet. Talisman is an object held to act as a charm to overt evil and bring good fortune. An amulet is a charm, such as an ornament, often described with a magic incantation or symbol to aid the wearer or protect against evil, such as disease or witchcraft. Both have them called a charm. Talismans and amulets have been used around the world for a very long time. One of these talismans or charms is thought to be a swastika which has been found on stone age tools and most ruins of stone age time oh. it's a very very old symbol ancient egypt too had amulet users in that time magic and medicine were very closely linked they believed that any ailment had a supernatural and a physical cause that goes back to the one story where the old spell where the uh, charm for dog bite that I talked about on an earlier podcast. Scarab beetles were a popular thing to wear as the scarab was associated with the sun god Ra and rebirth. Ancient Rome used a tintinibulum, often with a winged penis, called a fascinus, which was a wind chime charm made to ward off evil spirits, protect from the evil eye, and bring in good luck. Also at that time, a call, or a piece of the amniotic sac that covers a baby's face when they're born, was considered to bring its owner good luck. I found a reference to, apparently, midwives would actually, if there was a call, they would sometimes steal it. Oh. Because they were so prized oh. for good luck. Even Abrahamic religions had their talismans and amulets. Though instead of the amulet itself having power, it was seen as a connection to the power of God. Islam has a rich history of the use of both. They might have used a talismanic shirt, a little object in a pouch as an amulet, a ring, or a necklace. Within Christianity, you have the cross, and with Catholicism, you have the rosary. Ancient Jewish amulets were forbidden to be images, so they focused on texts and names. Interesting. Right? As you can see, the use of the talisman and amulet was widespread, having been all over the world. The difference between amulets and talismans really depends on the person you talk to. But, according to their definitions, they have approximately the same function, to repel evil or bring some sort of aid. 
something as simple as wearing a particular stone, like amethyst for spiritual matters, could be considered an amulet or talisman. You can also go very in-depth with that same stone and engrave it with an owl when the moon is in Pisces and begin wearing it on a Monday. It's all down to what you want and can do. Nazars are amulets made out of glass that look like a blue eye and are said to ward off the evil eye. It's an amulet that I've seen everywhere. It's known throughout Eastern Europe and the Middle East. Apparently a popular tourist purchase. Oh. Yeah. To create a talisman or amulet, you simply need something that will provide housing for the charm, whether that be a stone all by itself or a small pouch with more ingredients besides. You need an intention or focus and align the ingredients with that focus. Cool. Now it's numerology. I thought that might go very nicely with our superstition. Mm-hmm. Numerology, defined by Webster as the study of the occult significance of numbers. It's a pseudoscientific belief wherein numbers coincide in a mystical manner with one or more events. Numbers holding specific values and meaning are assigned to words, names, and more to associate deeper meanings to said items. The first known use of the word was not until 1907. However, the practice of numerology can be traced back to many civilizations from thousands of years ago. Some examples are Egypt, India, Greece, dating back around 2,500 years ago to the philosopher Pythagoras, and China, where the I Ching is also one such system. That's just naming a few. Pythagoras is well known for his mathematical theorem, but perhaps not as well known for his belief in the connection of numbers to the divine. He believed and taught that numbers could help people to better understand their destinies and that numbers each held their own vibrational frequencies. The number one equaled the creator and unity. Two, the duality of good and evil, the devil. Four was seen as balance and was considered most holy by followers. The number four was used also in the use of swearing of oaths. Pythagoreans also associated numbers with elements and planets. Five equaled fire, six equaled earth, eight equaled air, and so on. Interesting. There was quite a list you can look up. Really? Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of a list out there. Okay. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Much later, Cornelius Agrippa... 1486 to 1535, published Occult Philosophy, which likely was a great influence on how numerology developed in the Western world. His method prescribed that numbers could do banishings of evil, offer healing, and beckon spirits. That might be where we got the sense of numerology the way we use it today and that built mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. Yeah. Numerology has specific meanings for each number, one through nine, plus master numbers, and then there are angel numbers. For example, repeating the number three twice equals a master number, 33. Repeating it four times, 3333, 33, is considered to be an angel number. Those who follow numerology believe that there is a significant power within these combinations. Numbers are believed to have both positive and negative attributes, and those may vary depending on the numerologist. 
Repeating numbers are often associated with being synchronistic in that they are indicative of having some significance in what is happening around you and having special meaning when you see them. That brings me to master numbers. Mm -hmm. What are master numbers? You may ask. Master numbers are two numbers repeating themselves and thus creating a mirror image of themselves. This mirroring amplifies the already given meaning of its singular form, which gives it stronger power. 33, 44, 22, <laughs> and so on. A couple of women known as the Astro Twins, who offer horoscopes and work with astrology, contend that master numbers repeating themselves is an alert for a wake-up call. Mm. The vibration associated with the number one unity, originality, leadership, is magnified when it becomes the number 11. Everything of the singular number suddenly becomes exaggerated or intensified. Doubling up doubles creates what are known as angel numbers. Here we go with the 11, 11, 22, 22, 33, 33, and so on, mm -hmm. which now manifests them into being a channel for messages from a higher power which is probably why we stop and take notice when we see the repetition of numbers. It suggests that we are receiving a message from a higher power and that we should pay attention. Knowing what attributes are connected to the singular number might help you hone in on what it is you should be looking for. As from the 3333, the number three means finding the lighter side of life and joy in life. Take that now and magnify it into 33. It would suggest exuberant love of life. Therefore, 3333 would possibly mean that you are getting the message to have much more of this in your life or is meant to be a life lesson to be worked through. Most often we see numerology used for figuring out what is called our life number and our destiny number. The life number helps us to work out what kind of person we are, and that is who we already are. The destiny number is exactly what it sounds like, that which tells us what we are destined for and what attributes we possess to help get us there. These two numbers are worked out by using the full birth date and the full given name as on the person's birth certificate. Something I haven't heard of before is a maturity number. It doesn't kick in until you have gotten to midlife, and then it's an indicator of the person's ultimate goal in life. Interesting. I haven't heard of that, as I mentioned, and I thought, I'm going to check mine out, which yeah. I did do. <laughs> <laughs> now, just flowing right away from that information, I thought we would go into the activity for that. Mm -hmm. This does get complicated, but we have it in our notes as well. Finding your numbers the destiny number. You begin by writing down the numbers one through nine in a row. Underneath that, you will do the first nine letters of the alphabet in a row. When you get to the 10th letter, the letter J, you start another row and continue to do that until you run out of letters. So the letters A, J, and S should fall under the number one. Then write out your full given birth name and assign the appropriate letter to the corresponding number. Add the numbers up for each name separately. Next, add the numbers of the names together. Keep adding the numbers together until you have whittled it down to just one number. And that is your destiny number. 
I have an example I'll try to explain here. I've already mentioned the 1 through 9 in the alphabet, how it corresponds. I use the example of Mary Jane White. Mary, if you look at the M, it would be the number 4. A would be the number 1, R9, and Y6. Now you would add those together to get the number 20. But 20 is two digits, so we're going to do 2 plus 0, which equals 2. And now you have Mary. That's her number. Jane is 1 plus 1 plus 5 plus 5 equaling 12. Once again, you have to whittle that down. 2 plus 1 equals 3. And then we have white. Basically, that comes down to the number 11. And then 1 plus 1 equals 2. And that's white. What you would do from here is you would take the 2, which is Mary, plus 3, which is Jane, plus 2, which is white, and that equals 7. That's your destiny number. Very well done. Oh, thanks. I hope people can understand that. Yeah. The life path number, you begin by writing out your full birthday. You then add all of those numbers together. If you immediately get one digit number, then you are done and you have your answer. If, however, you have a double digit number, then you add those two numbers together and get the single digit, like above. The birth date I used was July 7th, 31st, 2019. So 0 plus 7 plus 3 plus 1 plus 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 9, which equals 23. Again, that's a double digit, so we whittle that down 2 plus 3 equals 5. And that is your answer for your life path number. Hmm. Now to get the maturity number is easier. Take your destiny path number and your life path number and add them together as you have in the above cases. Whittle it down to one number and you will have your answer. Example, Mary Jane White, 7 the destiny number plus 5 the life path number equals 12. 1 plus 2 equals 3, which is your maturity number. Interesting. I'm sorry, I had a cat distract me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would also give just a very brief list of corresponding meanings to the numbers. And it is a condensed version. Mm -hmm. That way I won't bore everybody too much. <laughs> 1 equals confident, loyal, and courageous. 2 equals intuitive, helpful, and harmonious. 3 is creative, captivating, and friendly. 4 is organized, grounded, and accountable. 5 is inventive, well-rounded, good communicators. 6, understanding, dependable, nurturing. 7, intellectual, logical, instinctual. 8, systematic, self-motivated, powerful. 9, romantic, sympathetic, and big-hearted. And just to wrap this up, I highly recommend the book, The Life You Were Born to Live, A Guide to Finding Your Life Purpose by Dan Millman. This is a book that I recommend you do not lend out. Ah, <laughs> it doesn't come back, huh? It does not come back. I have bought three of them. The rule of thumb now is I don't lend it out. <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> that is the conclusion of numerology. I hope it was something that was understandable. I understood it quite well. I think you did an excellent job. Oh, 
thank you. Let's just hope everyone else thinks so. But now you have an activity. Yeah. The activity is an animal safety talisman. Yay. I was excited about this. I just happened to read that was the title of what you were doing. Yeah. I've not read through it, but I was excited about this. Oh, cool. Thank you. What you need is a bead or beads in the shape of the animal animals to be protected. Blue for harmony, black for protection, and brown for the earth's blessing. Those are all beads or colors of beads. Some sort of string or floss that fits through the beads. Make sure that it fits through the beads because that's a big thing. A key part of it. Yeah, a key part of it. Now, some sort of small ring or necklace hook so that you can hang it up somewhere. A beading needle small enough to fit the beads. A pair of scissors. Something to keep the beads in. Something to keep them organized. A black candle. Something to light the candle and some water to deal with fire if that comes up. Now, come up with a bead pattern that fits your liking. I thought of one that was just a single line. I would have one animal bead at the bottom and one in the midway. I have two cats. They would both be cat beads. It should be fairly simple and straightforward to do, but don't despair if it takes you a while to figure it out. There are plenty of beading magazines, and I'm sure you can find tutorials on YouTube it's beating is not as hard as it seems i promise you make sure you have all your supplies with you and then cast the circle light the black candle as you put on each bead to the needle you say now i'm going to do it for my two cats i would say it this way these my friends bast do send love and affection, health and protection. You might include, if you had only one animal, this, my friend, goddess do send, love and affection, health and protection. Just a quick question, sorry to interrupt. So the god or goddess is just one that you choose specifically for that animal. Okay. When you have finished with the beating, hang it somewhere that your animals frequent, in your house for dogs, cats, etc., or out in a barn for other sorts of animals like horses and cows and that sort of thing. And don't forget to put out the candle. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well that sounded fun. I love, like I said, the idea of doing it for your animals. It's just, I don't don't know, I would not have thought thought of that, so I I like it. Oh, thank you. And now we have Tarot. Okay, a little bit different this time. Ooh. Not a lot different, just it's subtle. Ah. <laughs> okay. All right, the, the card I chose was Judgment. A person following their own tune, unaware of those around her. She is unencumbered by the worries of the world. She may even be oblivious to her surroundings. But what she is conscious of is that she knows her way and won't take the same road twice. She forges her own path following the wisdom she has learned and not anyone else's. Hmm. Do we have confidence in where we are headed? Do we believe in ourselves or are we looking to others for validation? It's a time to get out of our heads and into our hearts and to have faith in who we are. 
take a moment to recognize that we have a destiny that is like a fingerprint. It's unique to the individual and unlike any others. We shouldn't waste our time repeating our past or by standing still and dwelling on what we haven't done. It's time to move into a place of self-discovery in ways we haven't done before. This is a wake-up call to our future and what we want to make of it. That was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you found us. Also, come join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. I'm Tatiana saying goodbye for now. And I'm Sylvia saying so long, and thank you for writing with us. This has been Powered, Powered by, by Magic. Magic. Bye, everybody. Thanks Bye. again. Love to hear from you sometime soon. Yep. Have a good one.